Yeah, I've uh, I've started uh, uh, roller skating back and forth in here. So. <laughs> Been utilizing this space. I'm trying to get my turns, you know? Got it. I'm trying to get those turns. I really love that you're roll. You are a giant person and you are roller skating in, in, a, in a studio, studio apartment. apartment. In like an L shape. <laughs> no, like, a, like a half circle. <gasps> oh yeah, because you have the hallway. Yeah, it's a half circle. Yeah, that's great. So you, you're like anti-social media, but TikTok is calling your name, baby. You need what? to be the skating 40-year-old giant in his. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to get my turns, I said. I'm trying to get my turns. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Tony Soto Show. My name is Tony Soto. Joining me is the fabulous Maxwell Esposito. Hello, I'm here, and I'm a black pink stan, officially. We'll get to that. Uh, yeah, don't worry about we it. have Diana DeLuna. Oh, I'm here and I'm a suburban wife now. Ah, uh, there is so much to unpack today. So much. First, let's start with the suburban wife because I oh, feel congrats. like last week you were speaking, uh, moving to the suburbs into existence. And I absolutely. Was. And it's been seven days and now there are boxes behind you. Please explain. Mm -hmm. Uh, I need to start manifesting on this show more often because I, I, I the maybe right after we recorded, I saw the listing for this little cottage, no unit number, just my own address with a mailbox. And uh, we went to go see it and then we got it and they wanted us to move in on the 16th. So the movers are coming on Sunday. Bye. So wait, what suburb are you moving to? I'm moving to Pasadena. Oh my which God. I feel really? like it's a nice medium suburb. Pasadena right? is so in right now because I was hanging out with uh, uh, Sarah and Taylor Andrews uh, for a game night uh, yesterday, and they're talking about Pasadena. And I was like, so what am I missing in Pasadena? Well, it's Biden it's suburbs because mm -hmm. all the houses have all Biden Harris in every front yard. It makes me feel very comfortable. Um, there's no poop on the ground, human, dog, or otherwise. I think that's very impressive. It's nice. It's like, it's like Glendale, but like cleaner because it's a little further from the city. Mm -hmm. Like Glendale's yeah. very close to the city. So you get a lot of that like rollover, like those city people that really want to go to Olive Garden that want to go to Glendale. Well, I'm on my own power grid now, which I'm very happy. Pasadena's yes. got its own power grid, its own water, its own. So whatever happens, I'm going to be with wherever the Dinaans are. <laughs> so is it, uh, is it uh, one bedroom or? It is a one bedroom, but it's like a little cot. It's a little witch's cottage. I love I have a fireplace. I have a washer and dryer in my house. Okay, that's I've never success. had. That's I didn't success. even grow up with that. I yeah. didn't even grow up with a washer and dryer. We got wow. one when I was like 14. You know, we always forget how brown Diana is. We always forget. <laughs> we always forget the, the struggle. The screenshots don't do justice. They don't do and justice. It reminds us of when she did those cold callings. And then we remember. <laughs> uh, Maxwell. Hello. How are you, queen? I'm so great. I feel like I've been fully immersed in pop culture and like reading everything that's been happening on the internet. I feel like a new person. How's that, how's that doing your, your emotions? Are you... I'm fine. I oh, like okay. have always been a really connected person. Like I've always wanted to be like, I mean, every day when I was in high school, I'd wake up and like check Perez Hilton while the local news was on behind me. And then like, I would update my mom on everything and then go to school. Like that's always been my MO. So I've been all about it. I got um, a black pink stan. Um, black pink is the uh, K-pop sensation. They just released a new album. They have a song with Lady Gaga on her album and on their album, they have a Cardi B feature. They're just like pop music elegance and just like fashion icons. And I just want to be them. Well, good for you. Yeah, I love black pink. They're like the vibe I'm trying to convey at all times. All right, so I'll Google that. I'll yeah. 
I'll learn. I put it on that playlist. So you could just oh. look into my gossip playlist. The learn the words bitch playlist. Mm-hmm. That everyone is like, uh, as soon as it plays, everyone's like, that's Shirley Maxwell's playlist. Yes, of course. Because I'm like, yeah, because there's some songs in there. I'm like, that's aggressive. Like, why? I mean, <laughs> like, why is that? Why are we listening to that so aggressively? Um, I but, mean, you know, I love it. I, I know um, you do. I know you do. I do. Oh, also, I'm going to start an edible business. I've um, come in. I have so lot. much key for She's you. She's an entrepreneur. Great. If, that, if that's it. true, I have so much key for you. Um, I have recently inherited, I won't exclude or disclose my sources, but like 600 grams of shake and trim. So like, I'm going to make a lot of edibles and make some extra money. So if you're listening to this, you could come to my Twitter page at me underscore LGBTina and slide into my DMs that I'll have open for you. Don't be fucking weird. And we could discuss edibles. Oh, they're going to be weird. Oh, they, well, they're listening so to this show. I will block them. There, I will be blocked. There's an amazing button called block and don't be weird just by chocolate. So a friend of mine lives up north, and I guess uh, the police raided a dispensary. And then, now this doesn't sound real, but all the people that I know in the Bay have confirmed that this actually happened. The police took all that weed to the dump. And my friend and her boyfriend went to the dump and got all this weed and sold it and branded it as dumpster weed. That's funny. And people all wanted the dumpster weed from the police raid. And you know what's kind of fucked up is like, that's kind of like, I I love those cops that just found it in that day because usually they burn it, right? Usually it's like a public burning like books in the fucking 20s in Nazi Germany. How Um, come I never smell these weed burnings? So, uh, so the the so the Corona coaster is not over, right? So oh, no, we're so, in the fall surge. So we're still no. on ups and downs remix. of the yeah. Corona coaster, and uh, so uh, shout out. First of all, the heat is back right now, and so it's miserable in LA. Um, but I gotta give a shout out to LA real quick because um, yesterday was one of the most beautiful uh, days uh, to be in a beach town ever in LA. It's like one of those days that reminds you why you moved to Southern California. But um, so I've been like, LA's testing is great now. There are walk-up places where you can get COVID testing. Uh, There are drive-up places where you can go get COVID testing. So COVID testing is like great right now. So like, Mm -hmm. and- and I finally got tested. Oh, good. Oh yeah. For what? Antibodies? No, no. I just got the regular test. So you're good? Uh-huh. I'm okay. So, um, so, you know, and, and the thing is, is restaurants are opening up and I'm trying to like move past that. I don't have the money to be going to restaurants. So I'm not doing restaurants. I'm not doing all that fucking shit. I'm not doing extra shit. But you know what? I, I realized I'm like, I'm sure done being celibate. So, um, so I've, I've been, I, so I reached out cause you know, I was a gal in olden times that had like regulars, you know what I mean? Like people who I would like go to. They all moved. Oh, they all left the city. <laughs> they all moved. Everybody's left LA. Everyone's left LA. So it leaves you wondering, is the concept and idea of city life done? Like, is this just, I mean, Diana moved to the suburbs. Uh, right, but are, we're are we not done with leaving, cities? Should we're I not move? leaving LA County. I went through a brief period right before the fires where I was like, I've got to leave California. This isn't safe. Like, I, I don't want to buy a house here. I don't want to start a family. And then all those fires started happening in other fucking states. And I realized, you know what? I don't want to live in a hurricane either or a tornado or any other where. And then Uh Jerry Brown said something about the tech industry leaving. And he was like, where are they going to (laughs) go? And that's really what hit me. Where the fuck am I going to go? Like, where do I? The people who have left are not from here or like never fully adapted to being here. Their safety net is wherever they're from or wherever their friends are or what, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. But but I mean, you know, but but the thing is, it's also like when you think about it, sure, that, that's, that's the truth. But like still, were they smarter to leave? <laughs> Because it's like everyone's smarter to go wherever they're more comfortable. Well, the convenience of living in a city no longer exists. Like that's you know what it did though? It made my witch's cottage affordable for me and my husband to rent. When we couldn't rent in Pasadena before COVID, it was too expensive. Listen, we've been talking Diana, you and I have been talking about for a while that you need a big earthquake to send some people home. This did it, right? This we didn't need the big one. This was the earthquake. We can hold (laughs) the big one off for another 20, 30 years now, all right. Like we just had a big one, so 
Yeah, I'm ready for people to start moving because the rent isn't really getting that much cheaper in LA yet. And Taco Bay and I are ready to move to and uh, possibly move into new things too. So we need an earthquake. We need something. I'd like a couple extra five hundred dollars. Well, the thing is, is about the, in Silver Lake. The LA like rental stuff is like they have a lot of their move-in specials posted now. And I guess mm-hmm. what I'm hearing is you'll go there, you'll be like, oh my gosh, this is a really great price for something, and you'll get there, and they're like, this is for three months, and then after three months it goes up to uh, what the regular price was because you know you're obviously living here or whatever right Um, i had a i had a friend tell me they gave him one month free but they sprinkled it out over a a whole year (laughs) i was like i was like uh that is that what is that like 20 bucks off of a fucking month well i mean it was a place downtown so i imagine it was probably like a hundred or but it's still i was like i don't know that didn't well all that that luxury building living has just like plummeted because you can't sell those amenities because no one wants to use them during covid no one wants to swim in the pool or use your gym or like really be in an elevator or like share a building with that many people that's why i feel so lucky here like thinking about those people in new york like just to go get your Postmates order, like you could be possibly exposed to like thousands of people in your building. Because if you live mm-hmm. in one of those high rises, you've there's so many potentials to breathe so many different people's particles. So I don't think the bottom line is I don't think the city is dead, but like the idea of the city is dead, but I think it definitely needed to be downsized and down, you know what I mean? It literally well, got to unhealthy levels. What, what, what makes that a little tricky though, is it's downsizing right as we were doing a building boom. So, <laughs> so we shouldn't have been doing that building boom anyway, though. What's that stupid bridge that's up in Burbank? Like all these stupid things. Well, anyway, this is, this is boring. Park. This is boring. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, guys, regional we news. About, we could talk about Black Pink again. We, we have a very Pink. exciting show. Uh, speaking of uh, Black, we have the hosts of Black Tea. Black Tea, which is uh, the new podcast that was formed after Tranica Rex. Uh, was eviscerated and her career was ended in Chicago, Illinois. Now, we might be talking about Tranica a bit today. So I just want to always say, just like the boohoos, uh, there's an open invite for uh, you to come on the show if you ever want to talk about uh, what happened with you because you didn't really explain yourself during the town hall. That's all I'm saying. Um, But we have Lucy fucking Stool and Bambi Banks Kool-Aid on the show this week to talk about them taking over the podcast and turning it into black tea. So let's take a quick break. When we come back, we will be talking to our guests. We'll be right back. Come on and give me some black tea. Isn't that the song? Hey, everybody. Do you want more Tony Soto? I completely understand. If you want more of me, tune into the Gay Power Half Hour available on iTunes, hosted by me, Tony Soto, and my good Judy, Casey Lai. It's 30 minutes of funny faggotry you won't want to miss. Check us out on iTunes, the Gay Power Half Hour. All right, we are back with the show. And now listen. Um, if we remember a uh, little ways ago, you know, like we were talking before, I have talked about Tranica Rex more times uh, this year than probably the whole time uh, this show's gone on. And I think she's been on this show once or twice. So <laughs> like actually came on it, but she had a fabulous downfall in Chicago, all at the hands of the fabulous POC community in Chicago. <laughs> I, I love this too much. I know, but I don't know if anyone knew this. I didn't. Tranica had a podcast prior to uh, all of this mess. And it was called, what was it called, Maxwell? You, you muted yourself. The T. The T. The T. Okay. Um, but as she was ousted, they, they upgraded the show immensely and brought on two fabulous hosts that, you know, can actually do it. Um, one of my oldest goodest judy's ever in the world we have miss lucy stool back on the show lucy stool hi hello good morning and her partner in crime the fabulous and my niece that's right bambi banks kool-aid bambi welcome back to the show hey good morning (laughs) (laughs) thank you for coming we're so excited to have you guys 
Thank you so much for having us. I love coming on here. I love talking shit with y'all. What's the tea? What's going on? Well, What's let's start. Let me kick this. Let me kick this. Uh, I know we're going to have some black. There's so much interracial tea happening in here. Oh, I love <laughs> this. Shake it up. There's only God. one full white. You know what I mean? That's good. If there's only one full white, you know you're doing well. Everyone yeah. can get comfortable now. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so let's let me start it off because uh, uh, Lucy Stuhl, you and I kind of mirrored lives for a moment there because we had some eat, pray, love moments. You decided to drive west, and yes. I decided to drive east. Oh, and so you did a road trip to LA, right? What brought yeah, that I on? did. What brought that I, on, Queen? Girl, you know, I'm out here having my Britney Spears moment. I'm becoming a woman. I'm growing up. And I just needed a moment to get away. And I got a new car and was like, how about I do something I haven't done since I was like 22? And that's drive cross country. So yeah, I drove from Chicago to LA and stayed at a pretty little house in LA by myself at the foot of a beautiful mountain in uh, Altadena and uh, yes. uh right in Pasadena. I, yeah. That is the hit area right now, Lucy. You were in the hit area. Honey, there was money there. I was like, holy shit. Erica Jane lives in Pasadena. She's the princess of Pasadena. You know I love mm-hmm. Erica There's Jane real too. princesses. They have a royal court every year. Oh, <laughs> oh knowledge. So do you no, feel like do you Erica feel Jane like you got what you wanted out of your road trip i did i got some solace i got to see some sights um i got to pretend like everything was okay for a minute and (laughs) it's gonna be what gets me through this horrible winter that we're gearing up for i mean brace yourself now i like i said i was mirroring that trip because i went east and i actually had the privilege of finally meeting miss bambi banks kool-aid in person and in real life bambi banks how was that for you um, <laughs> you know, they always say never meet your idols. <laughs> Living proof of that. Living proof of that. No, um, it was a lot of fun. We kiki keyed. Yeah, so I felt like I had to get I, on the defensive with your mother, by the way, Bambi Banks, because I. That's was, every uh, other day with y'all, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> because your mama talks too much. And I was trying to, because you guys were mentioning just in passing about the idea of, of LA, just putting it in the ethos lightly mm-hmm. and she painted this picture of apocalypse oh my god i unplugged my fucking headphones she unleashed this whole apocalyptic fucking narrative about la and our homeless population and all this and all that and i was just like girl it's not that bad <laughs> It was very much chaos, but you know what? It only goes to show that y'all are truly sisters because y'all sound exactly like me and Kenzie when we fight. So (laughs) I was not shocked at all. I was like, wow, this seems really familiar. It's just arguing for no just to argue honestly (laughs) we fight just to fight we and honestly sometimes when she comes for me on the twitter i have to like be like look we gotta keep we gotta keep each other sharp we gotta keep each other sharp because you never know (laughs) um so you guys have taken over this show the tea and um it's actually really great i've listened to all the episodes as well um but i was curious if you guys have gotten any like hater responses about taking over because i imagine that there were probably some people that opened their podcast one day and were confused at why the logo went from one thing to another wait the logo didn't go from one thing to another that's that's the one thing i would like to ask you why is it when i log on to that to listen to your uh podcast i still see her face well it did for mine oh it was different on yours see it was not different on mine it's not different on some people's listen here (laughs) we We got thrown into this. Uh, This was not like a brainchild of ours. We were taking it over as much as our producers are taking it over. We are figuring shit out. So thank you for your concerns and all of your your messages about. So you have gotten some you have gotten some feedback then from some assholes. We've gotten some feedback. I won't say that they're assholes because I I appreciate feedback. You know what I'm saying? If it sounds Nice. You know what I'm saying? I would like to sound nice on, on the mics and, uh, you know, have my product and brand all together. So thank you so much for the feedback. However, 
send one of y'all, not four of y'all or 15 of y'all. Listen, y'all need a representative, okay? But you know what? You know what? Here's the thing. And here's what you kind of have to like turn that around as as kind of a compliment because they want to hear what you're saying. You know what I mean? Yeah. And audio true. is so important. Like, trust me, in the six years that we've done the Tony Soto show, there have been some fucking bummer shows with the with the audio. And so I get it. If you're taking the time to plug in and listen to me for an hour and 15 minutes, then I want to give you the best product. But also, yeah, bitch, you were thrown into this. And finally, there's a discussion. Now, I listened to a couple of the horrible ones prior. <laughs> so I could figure it out by so I could figure it out and get a little like feeling and I'll tell you mm -hmm. it's so nice to hear uh, two people who talk to each other and seem to enjoy each other uh, and also talk to their guests in ways that it's like a full on conversation that I can just sit quiet and listen to because you have a lot of guests at one time I mean granted you bring them in Pretty flawlessly, by the way. You bring them in pretty well. It Thank really you. It feels like you're like listening to just like you guys sitting on a bunch of couches just chatting. It's really yeah. great. You yeah. know, and I think that's what we always wanted from the beginning. It's like a true kiki. It's a true um, dressing room like moment between the girls having you know a little after show tea, and it's been great to actually have like have so much support in the beginning, even though you know we're still figuring stuff out because. But it's not just drag. It's not. Oh, and can I tell no. you that I love that you brought Darby on and took her to task like that. <laughs> That was a great episode, actually. It was really good. I mean, we yeah. should have those follow-up conversations, too, because a lot of people are like, you know, well, what's next? And here's, like, a very clear example of what is next and what can happen and how you can navigate this and come back afterwards. Uh, have you had anyone decline coming on the show? Yeah. I will decline to say who. I will decline to say who. I will decline to say who. We definitely have. But yes, oh. we have. We oh. I love that. I mean, and it was honestly just to get all sides of the conversation. But you know, if somebody doesn't, yeah. Oh, was it Tranica? <laughs> the Tranica saying now, did you ask Tranica come on her old show? Did you imagine? Could you imagine Tranica contacting us? That was like, so funny. I think about that sometimes. Now, well, well, here's my question. I have a question because here's the thing, like the Chicago drag scene started coming up, you know, uh, uh, and Tranica was like at the forefront the whole time. Like, and Tranica was never not problematic. Like I was no, like, no, known <laughs> that from the beginning, Tranica was always a problematic asshole. So like, why did it take, we all knew there was a problem. Why did it take Joe Mama's outcry to actually get some movement, do you think? Well, to be honest, I feel like it was something that was already on its way there. Um, a lot of people had been very vocal about it. And even if not vocal, had stopped, you know, like working with her and cut ties in different ways and things like that. I mean, to be quite honest, Bambi was one of the first that, <laughs> I mean, as, as like a newer queen too, to kind of look around and be like, why the fuck is she doing this? Like, you know, who gave her the power and why does she have the right, you know? Yeah, like, it was um, always very uncomfortable too, because I feel like queens who do come up uh, or who like want to come up as quickly as I did, uh, always want to kiss her ass in order to get those slots. And I was never that girl. I always felt like, you need me more than I need you because you can't perform. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so I don't need to kiss your ass in order to be in your show. You need me in your show <laughs> at the end of the day. Lucy, you were you were still producing with her. Do you, do you think that like maybe you also suffered from a bit of the Stockholm syndrome that the Chicago scene had? Define um, producing me? with her. Define that. What do you well, mean? I, well, well, I guess I, I guess <laughs> I really don't that. know. I, I guess I don't really um, know. Uh, I guess I don't really know the dynamics of how you guys work together on the show. But I knew that you were on flyers together for uh, for regular nights. But do you think like maybe like it had just gotten so normal to you that like you you fell in with the Stockholm syndrome? Because I think I that's kind of what it was. Yeah, in a fucked up way. Yeah, it really was because even I like would you know, bitch about things or, you know, be working in different ways to try and like circumvent the shit that she she had done. But 
um, yeah, there was still something in me that wasn't like ready to just like go ahead and like take on this incredible fucking, to me, it seemed like it was going to be such a huge fucking feat for anything to actually be done. Like, was I didn't she, think anybody would actually have the reaction that they've, that they've had to this. Was she like, making people enough money for that to have gone on that long? <laughs> like, like, um, hmm. I mean, here's the thing. Do you think it was like a clout thing? It was it was making money, but also it was the fact that so many people like relied on what she said as to how they would book or who they would give chances to or other was, things like that. I think that her true power just lied in the fact that she had fans. Uh oh. And what? Did y'all hear that? No. No. Oh, sorry. Oh. <laughs> I think the true power is that uh that that uh lied in like her because i don't think that her bookings were any more than other places that we've been working i just think that it was her connection to the fans and her use of social media she has like torn down other queens stopped queens from working before so i think that it just became a thing where like people didn't really want to be the next girl who just didn't have a gig because tranica didn't like them you know what i'm saying so when joe mama said what she said mm -hmm. on stage out in the heart of Boys Town. You guys were in the audience, correct? When that when that was happening, right? Yeah, we yeah. were in the front. So yeah. what? What? Tell me your initial, because like that was a big crowd. Tell me your initial feelings <laughs> on when Joe Mama was like when she said what she said. To this day, still, I just like crack up because it was it's just such like, a. <laughs> it was funny. It was it very was funny. So funny, just that entire moment, like standing there in front of those like thousands of people to like, you know, Joe like on stage with that book and just like <laughs> letting all this fly. Ooh, I, like Diana, are you aware of what happened, Diana? Maybe yeah, so, a little know. bit. It I was don't just, know. I don't know exactly what was said on stage. I know that that she was called out, but I don't know exactly what was said. So. <laughs> It was just like stunt shows and shenanigans. Was, like I kind of lived, <laughs> but I also was like, "What the?" And it was just funny because uh, Joe like brings on this book and just like I've written down like ten years of or however many years of like tea and drama that people have said to me, all the microaggressions, all this stuff, only to reveal at the end of the march that there was nothing in the book. <laughs> and, Which was then, a gag. Yeah, and then uh, like, was like, I only truly have one problem with one person and we all know who it is. Uh, all of us are like, say it, say it. <laughs> go ahead, girl, release yourself, let your hair down. <laughs> She's like, I'm not your nigga trying to cut. And just the phrasing uh, of it. I watched Call it me. on the computer oh and I am not a religious person, but the moment she said it, my hand went up like this. <laughs> I was just like, wow. <laughs> like, I was that like, was, that has never a, needed to be said so badly in such a yeah, like, yeah public like, arena. Like, that is so much like not to say like of course it's always brave anytime like yeah to do it on the internet is one thing but to do it in front of real people like where the stakes are really high I don't know I think that that's pretty badass. It was well, it was it, it was so badass that I, when I saw it on Twitter like, I was like this is not being shared enough. <laughs> You totally did. You were like, more people need to see this. I, <laughs> it, I still can't help but like laugh at it. But also, it was just such a monu monumental like moment. Like it was like it had finally been said out loud, and like at that moment, like everyone was free to be like, oh, okay, we can finally address this. So I what's going on with the black drag? Uh, the the black drag council. What are we doing right now? Well, you know what? We just uh, got everybody nominated and into their positions. So everybody is getting comfortable and figuring out how that goes. 
Um, we've already started fundraising for different uh, organizations throughout Chicago, which has been really great. We got over $500 for um, Brave Space Alliance um, to help with their building fund that they have going. And this month we're doing Molasses, which um, is the collective that I'm a part of that does like mutual aid fund for black and brown, trans and gender non-conforming people. So we also did the makeup drive. Yeah, and that makeup drive that we did for Brave Space Alliance. Is it true that uh, that Black Drag Council was kind of the, the name which is kind of thrown out there randomly and then after it was thrown out there they're like oh well we should really piece this together or was it initially a so. thing when it started yeah no, no yeah it was it was literally it just came together it was just something that we were like oh I guess we should call ourselves something I don't even know why we had that group chat now that I think about it but it was just like a group chat of like black performers when it's yeah and like, I don't even think it had a name. It was just like a way to like reach everybody because yeah. people, I don't know if people realize, but like Chicago is like, like very well versed in like, it's like ethnicity of drag queens, but the black drag queens, like there are a lot here. And I feel like you don't see that yeah. uh, in many places. A lot of uh, black drag queens who are also like, you know, just constantly working a, a good amount of them, like full-time drag queens and all that stuff like that. So like, uh we've always had like a pretty like close-knit group and like we know all of each other um and then i think once the letter was sent people decided that we were called the black drag council or something like that right yeah it was just something that like came together and it's still a name that like <clears throat> i don't know it's still a name that could change like possibly sometime soon because we want to make sure that everyone knows that it's like all encompassing of like black performers period in like Chicago, but um, we're just running with it for right now. Running and with it, just, I like it, I say go. It's um, cute. I just now, want everybody to know they're they're a part of it. Now Chicago uh, is now opening up bars 25% uh, capacity. And I just saw a video from one of the smallest bars and uh, one <laughs> of the original problematic bars at the, the <laughs> Franica uh, platform, Scarlet uh was open i'm telling you guys when i say this bar is small it's not big so uh and it's 25 percent. and there was a drag queen who was performing and they're just using the clear face masks but uh. she tried to do a little ponytail <laughs> head, head whip and fucking whipped her mask off oh my and God. to me and then just and did this <laughs> like cover like put her put her hands in front of her mouth and i was like yeah. Are we going to be seeing Bambi Bakes Kool-Aid and Lucy Stool at a 25% capacity bar in Chicago anytime soon or what? Listen yeah. here. I see. I can't speak on anything that happens there. So I, I don't know how they're doing because what they're doing there. Well, I'm not even going to... girl. I'm not even going to say anything about like the bar specifically because like they swear up and down and I believe them, but I just think it's ignorance across, you know, hiring a bunch of idiots at one place. But the performer who decided to do that was making a mockery of what is very serious COVID in her performance. And I don't think that that was like really registering her at the time. She was just trying to turn the crowd. However, if we are going to do this thing correctly, let's, Think about this. The face shield ain't really doing that fucking much. So let's start no, there. It's not doing but, anything. But if you're going to like at least try to make people feel better as a performer or like comfort people, maybe don't make fun of wearing the damn mask or whip it off your face. And, and, also, <laughs> like, and also, if you're trying to make fun of something, uh, your performance up to that making fun of should be clumsy and messy. I don't know who that drag queen was, but I was not impressed. Um, not even important, but... But, but also, <laughs> like, I want to know these clubs that are, like, opening because, like, my clubs that I work in aren't open. Listen, my favorite club, and I hate to say it, Lucky Horn, she was open and I'm like that's not really oh. not a social distance uh premise you know no what I love that bar and I don't want to talk Shane again because I do I love it and but but I but I when I when I saw on social uh. media that they were opening up I was like and listen I'm sorry guys closing at one o'clock isn't gonna make less COVID come in yeah, I like I don't understand these abbreviated hours. It's like, like if you're gonna risk COVID, changing your hours isn't gonna fucking 
lessen the chance. I just um, wish that people were finding ways to be more because I don't want to like, you know, like shame people from like going no, back to work no, because I it's mean, like girls need the coin. No, I understand. We like, should have uh, we should have an administration that fucking takes care actually of us, cares but, about us. But I think yeah. that like as a as a club that is opening up, for instance, the Lucky Horse Show shoe and like all these club i don't know all these clubs that are opening up besides the ones that have been open but um all these clubs and spaces that are opening up like find a better way to be safe about the situation i guess um i don't know because listen 25 percent capacity in chicago in the middle of winter i ain't waiting in line to get Girl. in to any of those no. fucking shitholes no one is 25 percent capacity in february no Everything. um well listen let's take a break when we come back, we have listener questions of the week. Are you going to hang out with us for the listener questions, ladies? Sure. Perfect. Yeah. All right. We'll be right back. Tony Soto Show. All right. We are back with the show. And what a great kiki and fun little chat with uh, the girls from the Black Fucking Tea. Check it out wherever podcasts are streamed. Um, listeners. We do your questions, concerns, or comments every week. So if you'd like them read on this show, all you have to do is go to the TonySodaShow.com. It's right at the top. It says, leave a question for Tony. And we might read it on this show. Uh, who's going to start us off this week? I'm going to start us off this week Diana. with our, our one conservative listener. Because uh, we <laughs> yeah, reached across right. the aisles on the Tony Soto Show. <laughs> yep. uh, hey, humans, I'm writing to let you know that you do have a log cabin gay that listens, at least one anyway. I rarely agree with any of you, but you are funny, and for someone who isn't really famous, you get great guests. So trust me when I say I'm a fan. My that. question, have you and yours mentally prepared for another four years of Trump? <laughs> let's start with lucy stool yeah. lucy stool are you a liberal <laughs> lucy stool or are you one of those green partiers what are you girl you voting for biden what's up with you uh, i am first of all just taken away by this fucking question i mean listen and this fucking white man asking me if i'm ready for four more years of fucking trump also I beautiful shade, it, but well done on the shade. Well done on the like well played. She shade. read. She read. Hey, she did read. God she damn read. it. My butt clenched I, a little bit. I was kind of like, ouch, that would hurt. <laughs> Listen, me and my people are ready for whatever, but that's not even going down. So be ready for that. You know, I, I feel like honestly, I feel like I'm telling you, I feel like people are tired of him. So I'm grateful that uh, that you listen. Uh, I hope at some point you really listen, because if you really listen, then you would agree with us. So yeah. you're just hearing us right now. You're not listening to us. So tune into the show. Don't you're just... looking for things to disagree with. Yeah. yeah. Some people hate watch or hate listen to things. Like that's how I feel about 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> that's how that's how this person pleasure. feels about us. Now, Bambi, are you a political gal? I'm a political gal. <laughs> I feel like I learned from you on Twitter, but I don't think it's never from politics. Girl, no. <laughs> <laughs> like there are certain things I'll read on your Twitter that I'll be like, I gotta Google that. And then I'm like, oh. <laughs> Hello, uh, yeah, no, no. I mean, like I, there's, I feel like there's always a place, you know, and time for politics. I definitely uh, am a firm believer in, you know, everybody going out and voting. Uh, make sure you vote for Biden. This is not an option. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I also am a part of the Go Naked uh, campaign, Vote Naked co uh, campaign, where everyone, you know, I encourage them to vote from home. Just go around, you know, get your get your ballots sent in in the mail and send it out, you know, get you an early vote in because, again, we don't have time to be waiting and, you know, sitting at the polls. 53% of white women voted for Trump. Yeah. Absolutely. Think Absolutely. about that. Yeah. Think about that. <laughs> now, uh, Maxwell, I think that you're probably yes. our key to this conservative listenership because of your what? Illinois roots, probably. So, uh, okay. What? So, what, what is that? What am I supposed Maxwell? to say to that? I, it can't be our fault, Diana. It can't be our fault. Just because I'm the it's only one here doesn't Aurora, mean you can Illinois. <laughs> influence it's gotta be you've seen my millennial moments you know i've grown from that so shut up 
first off. <laughs> but I would like to say second to- off, oh, Second off, conservative yeah, listener. Go ahead. I'm not even thinking like that. I'm not a negative thinker. So Trump is just not winning. Like that's it. Trump will die. Like, I'm a little true. more, yeah. I, listen, I'm a little more on the fan. I'm a little more aware. I'm not trying to, I don't want another wallop that we got in 2016. Because honestly, yeah. that was a punch to your body and your face and your head and whatnot. And it well, great. it kind of it kind of feels the same where everyone's just like, oh, he, there's no way that he's going to win again. And I feel like it's yeah. just going to sneak up on us. If we don't go out and vote, so make sure you go out and vote, everybody. Vote for and Biden. I, and I have <laughs> Early and voting I, is looking historic, though, and that yeah. kind of gives me Like hope 10 million? I, 10 million yeah, so yeah, far? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and people, like, just not leaving. They and paused I, I just, for, like, 30 minutes, and people are like, we're not leaving the line. We're just but but this also has right. inspired me just to say uh, and to remind everyone that it's not just about voting for Trump. You have to vote blue down your entire ticket because we have to take over the Senate. So that way we have it. We have that way we have the Congress, we need it. So that yeah. way work can actually get done. Cause think of it this way. And I know this isn't the political show that I do, but we took over the house and they got a lot of shit done. That shit has been waiting in the Senate cause Mitch McConnell's a crook. So yeah. think about what could be done once we get the Senate. So also, if any of our listeners are in South Carolina, I would just really, really love to see Lindsey Graham lose his job. Please. I just think if that's it what has you to speak it, it uh, into existence. Come on, drain that fucking swamp hey, listen, if that's since, what you wanted. Since we're making so this since this show is making your wishes come true, Diana. Right. Speak it into existence, bitch. I'm speaking that into existence. Please, South Carolina, get that. I don't even know what he is. You get, we've already used turtle. A ladybug. A ladybug. All right. So let's, 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 let's move on. Let's move on. Maxwell's on a time limit here. He's got to go. That's right. Okay. This is from Learn the Words, bitch. Welcome to the podcast, mm-hmm. Diana. I hope that you're there for a while. I wish you luck with the gays. Tony, Learn the Words, bitch, is so fun on Zoom. And since the pandemic, there are very few digital shows that are still fun to watch. I'm wondering if you think online drag should continue if things ever go back to normal. And would you specifically continue Learn the Words, mm. bitch? Um, by the way, Learn the Words, bitch writer, I'm a co-producer on that. And you could thank me for all my hard work on that show, too. Listen to her. <laughs> Listen to her. Well, so. Better, first, Maxwell. You better. First, let me bring this to our guest. Digital drag. Is this uh, when everything is for real times? Do you think that there's still a place in the world for digital drag? Ooh, oh, absolutely. I mean, it's already been set up before, like beforehand. Um, but I think from here on out that maybe not every show, but uh, a lot of shows will continue to have a digital presence. I think it'd be silly not to, especially when there's some of these girls are starting to get big followings that they never had in person, you know, online, like you might as well continue that. But also it is an option that like lets you bring in people that maybe, you know, can't make it to the club or differently abled, you know, and can't perform in those spaces. It gives them, it gives like everybody a chance to be a part of it. So yeah, I don't see why you wouldn't continue in some fashion. Yeah, Bambi. I think it's going to be like different if we ever if we ever happen to have live shows again, because I honestly am starting to believe that those are obsolete as well. Um, oh my God, don't say that. Look, <laughs> things aren't making the money they were before. That's real. That's the word on the street. That's what I hear. It is um, real. It is real. But I think that, yeah, uh, obviously digital drag is going to continue because I think it taught a lot of uh, this generation of drag queens how to like take their art uh and change it and flip it on its head and learn how to do all this digital shit like i fully learned how to you know edit videos and cut all that shit together i'm gonna continue to use that skill we've gr- that's <laughs> like, taking a time know. to grow uh with our technology information and so it's yeah. like we're gonna write it out and here's the thing here's my First of all, yes, I, I will stay. I will keep doing Learn the Words Bitch online, I believe, as long as it's making me money. Um, and granted, it's it's gone down, <laughs> but it's still lucrative. And here's the thing. My goal for the show is like, if we ever get back into the bars is I would be hopefully streaming from Zoom from the bar. That is yeah. my that is my intention and my hopes for Akbar is that we can find 
good enough internet connection that I could bring in a camera and we could still uh, stream from Zoom with an audience as well. Because yeah. uh, I agree. I think that this has at least opened up. I mean, people from Australia have seen Learn the Words Bitch now. People from fucking uh, Scotland have seen Learn the Words Bitch now. And that, you know, that feels good to me. So yeah, uh, let's bring this home. Let's bring, uh, who is, oh, that's me. Um, Oh my gosh. Someone, someone's busy and I know he's got to go. He's got to go. Um, here's the email. It is, <laughs> uh, this is the mighty few. The question. And it okay. says, loved hearing you were having Bambi and Lucy on this month. Black tea is so much better than the nonsense T-Rex was trying to do. My question is, do Lucy and Bambi believe that the featured bars in the town hall on Twitch will really change. Places like Roscoe's in Berlin have seemed invested in keeping Boys Town white before T-Rex polluted the Chicago drag scene. Well, that's a lot of words that I can't disagree with. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, T. <laughs> T. Well, you know, um, I think a part of what the main uh, job of the council that we're gonna be doing when those clubs open back up is um, making sure that those people that signed on to do that continue that. Um, and it's going to be an ongoing process um, because as we've already seen, some of those people included were just paying lip service to be done with it or you know not be like publicly dragged or something, you know? So um, I think that it is very possible and that there are a few people who have heard it and are processing it and doing as much as they can but we still need to figure out how we're going to get in touch with the people who are really in control which is the, the owners of these bars <laughs> and they're the ones that basically hide their hands and literally hide generally and put this all on the managers there yeah. so like you know just like homes in mexico or something. you know and just like how we're you know finally coming to terms of fact that we have to dig this entire thing out at the fucking root like that includes what we need to do in boys town so i i think we'll see some change but yeah we're we're, we're just at the beginning of this bambi but you're newer to, to chicago you don't really have the the history so much invested how long have you been in chicago again uh i've lived in chicago since 2012 but i've been doing drag <laughs> that's a good amount of time actually that's not yeah. a bad amount of time um yeah. but like uh you're seeing it with newer eyes, like we talked about. Yeah, so well, I when I moved to Chicago, I was like 18. So like, I really didn't start going out to these bars until like 2017. Got it. Um, oh, okay. So yeah. I don't, I don't foresee, like, I think that a lot of bars are just going to try to like draw lines in the sand, if I'm being honest. Mm -hmm. um, I think it is the job of the council to make sure that like, no matter what location or what people decide to do that, uh, our people are being treated fairly and if they would choose to uh, come to us for help then that's all that we can do for them however there are some performers who will work for pennies and pickle juice and those <laughs> will be the ones hired at those bars yeah, I think and I, saw, I think i saw a couple in that video and you know um they good good more power to them you know um because every girl gotta get her coin any way she want to i don't i don't choose to uh work with those bars i don't think that a lot of my friends would choose to work to at those bars therefore their talent level in uh overall just like having therefore they ain't get no talented bitches drag queen or promotion would be useless so they're just paying girls just to pay them at that point um which again good for them um but they will see loss in their revenue and you know money coming in because chicago is very much a drag city so lucy stool and bambi banks kool-aid uh the new hosts of black tea available anywhere podcasters stream so go and listen and listen i do advise listen to what they did before listen to what i was before listen to not a lot i want to know a lot of them but listen to like one listen to like 10 minutes of one five minutes of one their last episode was with, was with Monet Exchange. Listen to five minutes of that one, and you'll see why why the upgrade was made. Um, uh, Lucy Stuhl, did you have a good time today? 
I did. It's always a blast being able to chat with uh, Tony Soto. I absolutely love you, bitch. Um, it was so great hanging out with Maxwell and welcome Daniela. That's so cool. Oh, it's Diana. Diana. Okay. <laughs> People will learn it soon. Yeah, don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. You'll know it soon enough. Lucy, Diana DeLuna. Tell people where they can find you on the social meds, Miss Lucy. Well, you can find me everywhere, including uh, Venmo and Cash App at Ty is Lucy Stool. That's T Y I S L U C Y S T O O L E. Yeah. I know when you tweeted that, uh, like, what was it, like, back then and, and now uh, photos, and I was like, oh, I remember her. I know. <laughs> I remember little Ty. Um, Bambi Banks Kool-Aid. Yes, ma'am. I'm just impressed by you. I'm just impressed. I think you're smart. I think you say, I think I like to hear you talk. I think that you make sense. Oh my uh, God. Tony doesn't think that. I don't think about that. Actually, I don't want to listen to a lot of young fools talk, but I enjoy hearing you speak. Tell people where they can find you on the social media so they can hear you speak too. So you can find me on Instagram, Venmo, and Cash App at Bambi Banks Kool Aid. And then you can find me on Twitter at It's Bambi Banks for the chaos. I wake up at seven. She wakes <laughs> up so early. Listen, I love it. I wake up with Baby Vegas Kool-Aid. Like the first thing, yep. I'm, I try to wean myself off of Twitter so I don't get hateful Trump stuff, but I'm immediately like, I got to see what she's up to and what she's saying. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, how can you be mad at 7 a.m.? Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Diana DeLuna. Uh, you can find me at Diana D with three E's Luna. And then uh, catch me on the streets of Pasadena, not at the laundromat, because I'm doing wash on my own damn house. That's right, man. That's yes. right. Uh, Abreja. Um, you can buy my edibles from me off my Instagram <laughs> or no, on my Twitter. We're going to start with Twitter. So uh, me underscore LGBTina. That's me on Twitter. I have Branding. so much teeth. Confusion, I know. And then um, I have so much key. Oh, great. Give it to me. And then you can also see me acting a damn fool on my Instagram with my Telfar bag at Maxwell Esposito um, there. Um, uh, listen, folks, if you like the Tony Soto show, go and check out our iTunes page and subscribe, rate, leave a little message. Always helps us out. Um, I do the Gay Power Half Hour every week with my good Judy Casey Lai. So anywhere podcast or stream, check that out. Uh, Check out our Patreon. Go to the Tony Soto Show on Patreon and support it for five bucks a month. You get to see full episodes of Learn the Words, bitch. Uh, full episodes of Millennial Moment. Uh, my weed reviews, uh, perfectly blunt. And so much more, like old shit. I think that there is an old interview that I did with Lucy Stool back in the day uh, somewhere on there. So check that out. Vintage bit, vintage shit. Um, I'm the Tony Soto Show on literally everything. So please check me out, support me. And uh, we'll be back next week with returning our favorite guest in the world, Miss Jasmine Masters. Jasmine yeah. Masters, she's coming back, bitch. She's coming back. So we'll see you. We love we'll to see you see next it. week. Bye. <laughs>